Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for Election Day, November 7th, 2006. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week in the news, we'll discuss the top stories from the Diz News area, including information on the fire that struck Gatorland this past weekend. John Magi will talk about some of the new discounts that are available at Walt Disney World, and will tell us about the 2008 Disney Cruises that were released last week. Also, we'll start our holiday coverage this week. We'll discuss some of our favorite holiday experiences around Disney and Orlando. All that plus the final clue in the Diz Unplugged scavenger hunt on this edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Now, before we get started uh, this week with the news, I want to remind everybody that next week we will uh, next week's show will be coming to you from Anaheim, California. We'll be out in Disneyland, or a few of us will at least. Uh, John and Kevin, I think, have had uh, have had enough travel for uh, for this year, um, but uh, we're actually going out there to work on uh, something kind of neat. We're going to be doing on January first. I'm I'm not going to say what it is. It's just going to be kind of fun. Uh, you'll definitely want to uh, you'll definitely want to stay tuned. And uh, so I just want to make sure everybody knows that we'll be uh, we'll be coming to you from Disneyland. Our show next week will be all about Disneyland. So with that, let's uh, let's go ahead and start off with the news. The top uh, news stories on the Diz this week. Uh, the number three story is uh, the New York Post reporting that uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger is getting high marks from industry analysts and investors as the company stock finally is up thirty seven percent this year. Uh, one analyst said that Iger, quote, has Disney firing on all cylinders, end quote, uh, with, all four com- with all four of the company's core business units performing better than they have in years. Uh, they've got Pirates of the Caribbean, number one film of the year, uh, over a billion dollars worldwide. Unbelievable. Uh, ABC is in first place. Did you ever think we'd, we'd say that? And the uh, High School Musical, best-selling CD in the country right now. So uh, Iger is being tr- accredited with... Uh, changing the atmosphere at, at the corporate headquarters in Disney. This is something I think we were all hoping was going to happen because there was a, you know, we were just, it was so demoralized out there. And uh, that was one of the hopes we all had that when Iger came on that he would make some changes, and he did. Um, Eisner in particular was very, uh, managed that company very centrally. And uh, Iger doesn't believe in that. Iger's put the, the power back in the hands of the division heads and uh, is really pushing them to, you know, develop things be creative um got people it's it's they, they say it's more like a think tank out there now hmm. than it than it used to be i think there was also a a reaction just to the fact that eisner left i think there was a, a group of people who were holding back were not involved in the company at the level that they wanted to be at and just having him leave there was sort of this sigh of relief right well i mean but Iger, i mean you want to talk about coming out swinging he gets steve jobs on the board of directors he strikes the deal I mean, effectively taking care of Pixar. And that and that's another uh, good just place to my point, in that Eisner never would have had that never. conversation. Steve never would have come over. So I think that by Eisner not being there, by someone else being there, not that Iger's not doing a great job, there was that opening for him to oh, come there was no him. question it was time for Eisner to, Eisner to move on. So, uh, so about a year after he takes – it's been a year, right? It's been a year since he took over. Mm-hmm. So uh, a year afterwards, there are good reviews so far. And I can it tell looks... you, as a, as a stockholder, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. Uh, now, that takes us on to the number two story this week. Uh, 
A 43-year-old man was shot in the parking garage at Universal Orlando after a dispute outside the CityWalk AMC Cineplex. According to WFTV in Orlando, two groups of friends exited the theater around 2.20 a.m. when one man apparently bumped into the alleged shooter's girlfriend. Uh An argument ensued that uh, continued into the parking structure, and uh, 27-year-old Eric Audifree reached into his car, grabbed a gun, shot the other man in the stomach, then drove away with his friends. Oh, jeez. Cops caught him. They They caught him right away. Security caught him right away. And he was taken to jail, booked on charges of attempted murder and possession of a stolen weapon. Uh, the victim, whose name wasn't released, was in critical condition after the shooting. So, um, that's, you, think this is, you think this is gang related? You think this? Is, I don't know if it's gang related. I mean, is look, this it, that it's, Jungle Jim's gang. Yeah, they just left from Jungle Jim. They wore the wrong color clothing. Uh, to uh, you know, at, at two thirty in the morning at City Walk, coming out of that theater, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's definitely I a different it's, crowd over there. It's, I don't think it's a gang crowd. I don't think it's a gang crowd, but I just think it's a, it's a, it's a you know. You have to be very careful over there. Yeah. You have to be, well, you have to be careful anywhere at 2, yeah. 2.30 in the morning. And moving on to the number one story this week. Uh, actually, I, I've kind of uh, I've taken, some, taken some license because uh, this is a new story, but uh, I made it the number one story this week because it's really, it's, it's, it's sad. It's a... Uh, uh, a fire swept through Gatorland early uh, early Monday morning, yeah. and the three-alarm fire broke out just after 6 a.m. and reportedly killed at least uh, four animals, two crocodiles and two pythons, that were kept in a holding pen next to the gift shop and the administration, uh, administration offices, which is where they believe the, the fire started. They were actually showing uh, on the news uh, the flames shooting out the mouth of the big gator head that is the icon in the front of the park it's also the entrance to the gift shop and it looked like a fire breathing dragon i mean the, the flames were just shooting out it yeah. was it was awful they said there might be a natural gas leak in the building that was feeding the fire they said it was so hot yeah that it couldn't, couldn't have been just a, a regular fire well the park is one of uh, the few attractions that remain in central florida that predate disney this was opened in 1949 and actually sees about, I didn't know this, it sees about 400,000 visitors a year go through there. I didn't realize it was that that popular. We go by that frequently, and there's never a parking spot. It's always busy. Yeah, it's, it's always, always busy. Full. Now, spokesman for the park said that it would take months to repair the damage, but they are working to allow guests back in the park as soon as possible. I, I think the owners of that are uh, are people who would build that back up. They, they just yeah. went underwent a rehab. About right. $1.5 million rehab yeah, last God, year. That's yeah. a shame. Mm-hmm. So it looks good, and they they care about the property. It's not one of these things I think. Oh no, it's away. definitely very well maintained, and it, it's always gotten high marks. I just didn't realize that it saw that many that many that many people, people that don't live in Florida assume that we have alligators and crocodiles just wandering free. Well, and I always it's tell not people completely false. But well, I know, but I, I people always say to me, "Well, do you see alligators?" And I say, "Well, not unless you actually pay to go see them." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm not out in you know a boat all the time either. Right. True. This is one of old Florida's. Attractions. It's yeah. a, it, hopefully, they'll be able to rebuild it. Oh, I think I think there's no question. I mean, getting four hundred thousand people a year, absolutely. If that's the kind of volume they're getting, there's no question they'll rebuild it. So that's just it's sad to hear, and our heart goes out to uh, to everybody over there. I feel feel bad for them. Uh, they had a, one of the guys been working there for a number of years was on the news this morning in tears. I mean, it was just sad. They had a hard sad. time fighting that fire too because they can only fight it from the front. They couldn't get in where the uh, Alligators were in the back. They couldn't go in. It was the too back. dangerous for yeah. the firefighters. They they actually brought cranes in and shot down on top of it. All right, and that'll do it for the news this week. 
and we're going to move right along and uh, talk to John Magi about some of the... Uh, there was a discount uh, released last week for Walt Disney World, and I also know that the 2008, some of the 2008 cruises for Disney Cruise Line were announced. That is true. Um, we had actually quite a bit of activity last week. November 1st was a big day, as is seems to be the case with Disney. They do everything at once. Uh, yeah. they, re- they released a package discount. They released a annual pass holder discount, a Florida resident discount, and they actually have a Canadian discount as well. Really? For uh, mm-hmm. our Canadian visitors. One of the at-par deals? Uh, no, it's not actually as good as an at-par deal. It's it's kind of on the, the same discount as the current package discount, so don't get too excited about it. But they, I think they just do it for um, tracking purposes. They give people a different code to see where they're going to come from. Um, all this information is up on the Diz. Just check out the discounts page. But basically, we're looking at travel between January 1st of 2007 through March 8th, first week in, in uh, March of 2007, and some pretty decent discounts out there. And it looks like whether you want a package or uh, a room, you might be able to find a good rate. So don't be afraid to poke around, to ask around, to move your travel dates a little bit. People who are flexible on their travel dates are going to find some really good deals. And if you'd like to be here when the weather is generally really nice and the crowds are generally really empty, come on down in January. It does get a little chilly. I will say it can get a little chilly, but still 60 degrees is better than 10 degrees below. So, The people up north laugh when we say things like that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it can get down into the 40s at night in, in January. It's not unheard of, but it doesn't happen all the time. But it's still, I mean, the, the lines are lines are non-existent. So. John, does this uh, new offer include the free dining? It does not. There is, a, there is a discount for people who want to have the dining plan added, but it's not that wonderful um, um, free dining offer, but it's got some, some great perks that are associated with it. Well, there's um, been some, I'm sorry, John, there's been some complaints about the, uh, the free dining offer. Yeah, not everyone thinks it's wonderful. Why would you complain about free dining? Because apparently what they're doing is they're, uh, the restaurants at Disney are, in an effort to keep up with it, have limited the number of choices. They've taken some things off the menu, and from what I understand, the kids' menu has really been knocked down. You have a choice between, like, two items, macaroni and cheese and chicken fingers, and... It's just not the it's not the menus aren't as robust as they used to be, and people are uh, complaining that that's part of the dining plan. Mm. So there's also uh, uh, it's also really tough to get a dining reservation anytime during that free dining promotion because people are making them just to use them up. Well, I have to, yeah. I have to use up my free dining. I might as well make some reservations. Well, the other thing is that, and it's it's kind of a really a horrible act as far as I'm concerned. Disney doesn't limit the number of ADRs you can make. So what people are doing is they're making reservations under, if there's four people in the family, they're making four reservations for every dinner. Oh, so what's happening is then if you're, you find that you're not in the park you thought you were going to be on the day you thought you were going to be there, you ha- at least have a dining reservation. So a lot of what's happening is people are making bogus reservations just to have an opportunity to eat mm-hmm. somewhere, which is horrible. It's, underst- it's understandable, though. I mean, you just in terms of... I'm not saying it's it's a good idea. I'm just saying I understand why that might start happening. That was definitely going to be one of the downsides to offering the free dining packages. One of the things I do have to tell you, though, is I'm of the belief that you shouldn't give up. Approach the podium and ask. We ate in a restaurant one day where they told us there were no reservations available. None. And we showed up at the restaurant, and I said, is it possible that we just show up as a walk-in? And she goes, oh, yeah, come on in. And there were three tables in the restaurant full. Now, I had called that day to try and get an ADR, 
and we were one of three parties. Wow. And she said, she's the one who told me, she said, people make reservations because there's no penalty. Right. For not keeping it. So, but my, don't, don't be one of those people who give up. Unless you're looking to eat like Christmas Eve. Right. Then give up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they added one, the noodle station at, on for the buffet because they didn't have enough restaurants to fill that. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, this does not have the free dining. It does have free park hopping and the water parks and fun and more options. So that makes it uh, a little bit more affordable for folks who want to travel during that time of year. Yeah, those water parks in January are always fun. Yeah. There are a lot of people at those water parks yeah, in they January. Are. Those are those northerners. The lifeguards are dressed in jackets and really? long long sleeves. So all this is available on the Diz. You can go to the discount section of the Diz or come to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and Ask for a no-obligation quote, and we'll do our best to get you the best price out there. Um, and like I said, Disney does everything on the same day. So not only did we have these codes out there, uh, we had uh, our agents were out there looking to uh, really help their uh, current clients get the best deal possible. And um, we saved their clients quite a bit of money. Um, yeah, really? Between three and $400 a reservation. Wow. Yeah, some of them were spectacular. One of our, client, one of our agents saved... Her client had two rooms, saved them $900 on a week in March. So this is definitely something that's um, saving people some money. It's not really one of these sort of fake discounts. It's really a no, I solid think discount. I, I'm going to tell you, the, the packages that Walt Disney Travel has been releasing the last couple of years, have they've done, they've done a really good job putting these together. Some real, some real decent deals finally have come out because these packages used to be so bogus. The packages used to be the a room discount and that was it so it was kind of like why should i get a package if i could just get the same room discount but now that they've thrown in the uh free park hopping and all that other good stuff it really makes it a, a value so how about uh, cruise line we have the 2008 uh... we do 2008 came out november 1st as well and um it's uh in addition to being busy with discount codes and all that we were busy booking our 2008 uh clients for disney cruise line unfortunately it's only through April 24th of 2008 is currently available. Right. It's only the seven-night, three-night, and four-night cruise-only sailings. There's no land-sea packages available yet, and anything after uh, the end of April is not available. And the reason they haven't released the end of April is because they're going to be going somewhere special again in 2008. We just don't know where yet. That is true. And uh, hmm. I'm, oh, it, it's, it's anybody's guess. I mean, have there been any rumors? Have there I, been any? There's lots of nothing, rumors. There's lots of rumors, but there's nothing solid. And every rumor seems to have a, a qualifier that tells you why it can't be true. When when the, the Mediterranean cruises were being discussed, we really had a, a a strong inclination that that was going to happen, just by the things we were seeing going on and the stuff going on out there. So far, there's nothing solid that's telling us where they're going to go, but... I think I think it's going to be well. I think cruise line. I think cruise line has also learned that the anticipation factor for these is as almost as important as where they're actually uh, actually going. I and agree. I think that really. I mean, the the hype that gets built up waiting to find out. I mean, you know, they're doing some really cool some really cool places. This is a good. Uh, Bob just talked about one of the rumors being Alaska. Now I was just talking about the qualifiers that disqualify that. The rumor is if it's going to be Alaska. The majority of ships that travel to Alaska have an enclosed pool area so that the major- that all of the ship is usable while up there. 
the Disney ships do not have an enclosed pool area, and that's what people are suggesting that might stop that from being true. However, Disney's only going to travel in the summer. Right. And it's, well, that's when the other ships travel was, also. It was fairly warm until, unless you get near the glacier. And when I was on the uh, Royal Caribbean cruise, and, you know, they just turned the thermostat up on the heater for the pool to warm it up more. That's mm. So we'll keep an eye out for that. And, of course, you know, on the Diz, you'll see it first. Absolutely. Always, always comes up on the Diz first. And, of course, we will have links to all this stuff on our on our show notes page, podcast.wwinfo.com. And I just want to let everybody know the kind of rates we're seeing out there for 2008. I don't want to read off a whole list of, of cruise rates because they're kind of hard to follow. But in general, uh, I've got a really good comparison for you. We have one client who was sailing in April of 2007, decided to move to pretty much the exact same sailing in April of 2008. Same number of people going, same category stateroom and their for two adults their cruise went up seven hundred dollars are you kidding me so it's looking at it's about between two and three hundred and fifty dollars per person for first and second passengers is, is the, the increase, increase this year between 2007 and we are and that was an early booking discount that was on the first booking yes. she made yes she booked very early she had an early booking discount um and mm. however i will say this uh dreams unlimited travel is offering a special double shipboard credit promotion for uh, 2008 sailings that's going on through the end of November. And so while this client's cruise went up $700, her shipboard credit doubled from $100 to $200. So it takes a little sting out. takes this thing out, and it's uh, also uh, we're honoring the, the increased shipboard credit. So if you booked last year and you're waiting for the new sailings to come out in 2008, we will definitely honor that for you. Well, the prices are going to go up. Condé Nast just had their uh, travel awards. And the readership of Condé Nast listed the top three cruise lines, their choices for the top three cruise lines in the world. And Disney Cruise Line was up there with Regent and Crystal. Yeah, always are. So, I mean. Always are. It's a quality product. That's why, I, you know, you've heard me say, you've heard me say before that, uh, yeah, I mean, it is a quality product. There's no question about that. But, uh, you know, there's a point where price can get stupid. Yeah. And, you know. They're already; these are already pretty pricey cruises to begin with. I mean, they're wor- yeah. Do I think they're worth it? Yes, I do. But I also have to acknowledge that these are very expensive cruises, and adding seven hundred dollars more to the price, I don't, I don't know, is is great. You know, I'd said many times before that, uh, you know, you can't compare Disney with Royal Caribbean or, um, or some of the other lines because they're not measured that way. They're measured against Crystal and Regent and uh, Radisson, th- those guys. So, it's a. Uh, it's, it's a much different product. Now, I just want to give everybody the best tip I can give you for saving money on your cruise is if you're going to be on a future cruise, anytime in the future, take advantage of one of their bounce-back offers. They're offering about 10% off the a future cruise price. They're offering a really good shipboard credit. It's been about $200 on a seven-night cruise. So even if you don't know when you want to travel in the future, book a future uh, sale date, lock in that bounce-back offer, and then come to Dreams Unlimited Travel and you'll get our shipboard credit on top of that. And that's really some of the best pricing you'll find out there. Great. Great. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Magi. And uh, with that, we're going to move on and uh, do our feature discussion this week. And we wanted to talk about the uh, the holidays. I know it may seem early for uh, for some of you, but the fact of the matter is it's now November, <laughs> and the holidays are pretty much upon us. And... Uh, 
from uh, Thanksgiving through Christmas. Obviously, there's a lot going on here in Disney World, and we thought uh, to start our discussion off, we would uh, talk a little bit about, uh, as locals, as people who live here, what we like to do uh, around Christmas time in terms of what what our uh, uh, what our preferences are. So uh, let's uh, let's start with you, Kevin. Uh, what do you uh, what do you like to do? What's 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 Christmas for you down here? Well, recently our tradition has been to uh, spend New Christmas Eve at Epcot with the candlelight processional and dinner, and then uh, there's an area of downtown Orlando called uh, Lock Haven Park, mm-hmm. and we drive through Lock Haven Park. Lock Haven, the neighborhoods around Lock Haven Park, put out candle areas. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's a small paper bag that's filled with sand in the bottom and a small uh, votive candle is put in it. And people line the sidewalks and their driveways. So after dinner, we drive down to downtown Orlando and drive around that neighborhood and blocks and blocks and city blocks of houses do this. It's quite a spectacular sight. And that's our Christmas tradition. Uh, Before Christmas Eve, we always venture over to the Wilderness Lodge to see their Christmas tree. The Wilderness Lodge has a certain... um, homey feel to it that yeah. we find appealing that's so. my favorite too well it's large out of all the resorts but we try and uh, then we also jump on the monorail and visit all the resorts and just look at their christmas decorations you know the wilderness lodge has a um you know they do doing a holiday sleigh rides too which is yeah pretty popular yeah, those are very popular one of the things that i i think we've all been talking about is the parks can get a little crazy at the holidays the lines can be outrageously long the just the wait for the parade can get to be an event. Mm-hmm. So what we've um, we've started telling people to do is kind of venture out and enjoy the moment. We watched a young lady, probably three or four, at Downtown Disney the other day, and each of the stores in Downtown Disney give out little Disney stickers to kids, and we got the impression that her father was keeping her busy while mom was shopping. But this little three- or four-year-old was positively mesmerized by the fact that as she went from store to store, we saw her in several different locations, that the cast members would come out and interact with her. Now, at the holidays, that becomes even more evident. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's hot chocolate, and there's Christmas cookies, and there's gingerbread houses in some of the hotels. So it's the kind of thing that you can get the holiday spirit without being in the thick of things. And I think if people just took some time to explore and enjoy those little hidden treasures, mm-hmm. I think they might find a, a little more of a peaceful holiday experience. See, that yeah. would be my idea. Now, I um, I, I love going to uh, I love going over to the boardwalk at Christmas time for some reason, and I I think it's the Jersey thing. Um, it's the Jersey connection somehow, but um, for some reason the boardwalk really you know resonates with me. Their their, their Christmas display, especially uh, we one year they. They did this beautiful thing in, in, in white white and dark chocolate. Do you remember that? Every year they have a chocolate display. Last year was actually a, a, a full carousel, and each horse was made out of chocolate. Yeah, it was and incredible. We were there the night they were putting it together. Do you remember that? I do. I didn't realize they were chocolate, and I walked around and rubbed all the horses. <laughs> and I was just, and I apologize for correcting you, but that was in the beach club. Oh, that's the right. boardwalk the had the theme sorry. park made out of chocolate. Right. But these, this was a full-size carousel. Right, and I had my hand. I was rubbing it down the side of it. and Licking his fingers. Well, no. I didn't. <laughs> and I mean, like, I would know it not go up and lick a carousel horse. But someone, I mean, the member of It's not of what our, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> you, were licking the, you, were, you were licking the windows in the van out in California last year. No, I was driving. 
I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't realize the horses were chocolate until somebody said, you know, those are all chocolate. <laughs> crap I, <laughs> I touched each and every one of them but you're right yeah the boardwalk is they usually do a um uh the the uh, little amusement park right. scene where they actually have a roller coaster and a, a miniature carousel it's, it's fantastic it's, it's really unbelievable well. yeah every resort has a different experience and it's the kind of thing that you but the, you, only the deluxe ones do like the real displays don't they i no, mean the other ones like port orleans and, and those guys they just they they decorate but they don't they don't have they these, don't go to the extent they don't no. have that level of decoration however i have to jump back to a p- previous podcast bob and i took the backstage uh magic tour mm-hmm. and we got to go through the christmas warehouse and we did this in the middle of the summer so yeah. it was way early but we watched them fixing all of it's funny that you should bring up port orleans riverside they were making the uh christmas decorations and they're beautiful they're all done with gingham ribbon and magnolia blossoms Mm -hmm. and raffia so there are people out there you know it doesn't have to be one spectacular display if you just go out and notice the small things right that every resort decorates differently so it's and they're all themed. I think it's so easy that when you come here at the holidays you get so caught up in i have to see this i have to do that if we don't follow this plan somehow you're going to disappoint the people in your in your party or you're going to disappoint your kids and you really my strongest advice is to kind of sort of let it happen um the best analogy i can give is that treat it like a christmas present unwrap it slowly uh just look around people miss so much of the little stuff going on epcot is um the intricacies of what goes on at Epcot yeah. for all the different uh, tri- um, cultures is spectacular. So don't rush to see the parade. Don't rush to see the fireworks. Don't stand in line all those hours. Try to get and sort of see those uh, smaller things along the way. One of the things, are, what we have friends, and our Bob joins us every Christmas Eve. I told you what our traditional Christmas Eve is. But we have friends who think that that's kind of crowded and crazy. And they spend Christmas Eve at Wilderness Lodge. Chip and Dale herald the uh, arrival of Santa Claus, and they go and they get a cup of hot chocolate, and they sit in the Christmas in the lobby and watch you Christmas said, Eve unfold. I thought you said Daryl Harold, and I thought, does he have a last name? You said Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale herald. herald the arrival. Oh, hark! The herald angels sing. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Where I um, well, Kevin, you had actually. Uh, you you had uh, listed up some places uh, outside of Disney, some things that were kind of uh, you know outside the Disney Disney gates for Christmas around Christmas time. What were some of the things you came up with? Well, one of the things we're finding is that people are having maybe a little trouble getting uh, dining reservations at Disney. So what I did was I looked into seeing what else could be done. Um, Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede has a full Christmas show. The Arabian Nights Dinner Theater, which is all the horses and things on 192 has a Christmas show. SeaWorld does Christmas. Now, have uh, you done have you done Dolly Parton's dinner show yet? I have. Doesn't it go on yeah. like to a few months after Christmas too? Yeah, it goes they, it, through it like going. mid-January. Well, or, the decorations were up before uh, before Halloween. Yeah, they're still up. They're up now. And no, yeah. So, I mean, they do a nice show. It's a nice Christmas show. SeaWorld, I haven't been to SeaWorld since they've rehabbed it and they've done that whole waterfront thing, but I understand that Santa arrives on the waterfront and there's all sorts of Christmas things going on. Uh, Universal is one of their big things every year, and Seuss Landing is Grinchmas. Yeah. Oh, Grinchmas, yeah. That's and 
Universal has the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from uh, December 8th through January 1st. It's an abbreviated version, but we've actually gone and seen it. And I'm a transplanted New Yorker, and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade being in Florida is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. What's really great about it, not to interrupt you, what's really great about that is that they bring in the floats. They can't actually have the, I'm sorry, they bring in the balloons. They can't actually have the balloons in the parade because they don't have that much maneuverability. But you can walk up to the inflated balloons and touch them and see them up close. So it's really They amazing. do have them there. They're just not part of the parade. Right. They're a static the, the bigger display. Ones, the smaller ones that are in the parade right. go through the parade. So It's pretty cool. The other thing is there's a great big uh, resort just outside of Disney called Gaylord Palms. And Gaylord Palms seems to take Christmas under their wing. They have a big display yeah, called Ice. Yeah, they do Ice. a great job. Yeah. Ice is a spectacular ice display in the middle of Florida. Uh it's literally like a big yeah. There's like an ice slide. There's all these different sculptures. Like a walkthrough. It's a walkthrough yeah, attraction. Yeah. You actually have to wear a parka. They give you a, to they give you a parka. Yeah. yeah. Well, they also have ice skating in the hotel, and there are full ice skating rentals available. Uh, there's the Seasons of Wishes, Wishes show, excuse me. And one of the things that they do for free every night, it's the Lights Alive show in the atrium of the hotel. It's a laser and music show. That all you have to do is be there, and yeah. it's available. And they have a Christmas show. Uh, also, they've tra- they've partnered up with Travelocity this year, and they're having a gnome hunt <laughs> all through the hotel of the Travelocity gnome. Could be fine. It's cute. I think it's cute. There's a lot of stuff going on, so it's the kind of thing that you know you could have an experience that's a little less hectic. And I think at that time of year, that's a good thing. One of the other things I'd like to talk about, and it's something that it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, but if you're looking to get away from the park for a day and have a little bit of a Again, a less hectic experience. About 30 minutes outside of Disney World is Winter Park, Florida. And there's a great small museum in Winter Park called the Charles Hosmer Morris Museum. And it has one of the largest collections of Tiffany work anywhere in the world. As a matter of fact, when they tore down uh, Lewis Comfort Tiffany's home on Long Island, it was called Laurelton Hall, they found an all-stained-glass chapel, which has been meticulously recreated and put back together inside the Morris Museum. Wow. It's a small price, and it's, uh, again, you could spend an hour or you could spend the day, but it's something to do. It's you know Orlando has sometimes the reputation for not having a great deal of culture, and this is one of those little gems that I think people might find interesting. And again, it's 30 minutes from yeah. downtown Disney. so Probably not something for the kids. Kids would be bored out of their minds. I just want to think? Yeah. I would. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, Winter Park is pretty cool, and I mean, yeah. there's a great big park just down the street, and all of Park Avenue is decorated for the holidays, too. So, again, it's, you know, when people go on vacation, it's not just for kids, so everybody's on vacation. Yeah. I just want to throw in celebrations also. Oh, they, yeah, they can't forget it, about celebrations. Celebrations does a nice job. They Several times a night, they make it snow on Main Street down there, and they have the... The bubble machines, and you go down, and they play the Christmas music, and they have they carolers, have carolers, and they have the horse-drawn sleigh for the kids. Uh, so that's a good time too, and there's some good food places down there. Yeah, I guess the moral of the story being that there are uh, there are a number of things, as Kevin said, there isn't there are a number of things that you can do in in Orlando around Christmas without necessarily having to deal with some of the insanity inside the, inside the theme parks. And we're gonna uh, in 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 future uh, future shows we're gonna talk a little bit more about what goes you know what to see inside the parks, but I thought it would be a good a good idea to start with some of what's you know what we like to do what what's what's around here locally, 
uh, give people kind of a different flavor on the holidays. Uh, so much of this has been regurgitated so many times in so many different places that uh, we thought, you know, kind of adding a different uh, a different perspective to it would uh, would be cool. So something a little off the beaten track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So thank you guys. Well, we have come to the last clue in our Diz Unplugged Scavenger Hunt contest. I know that there have been quite a few of you that have been following along. And for those who might just be finding us, let me tell you a little bit about the challenge and how you might be lucky enough to win a four-night cruise on board the Disney Wonder, courtesy, of course, of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, Starting with our October 3rd show, we began our scavenger hunt by asking a series of questions each week, the answers to which can be found on any of our previous podcasts or on one of our websites, www.info.com, disboards.com, and dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. After today's clue, you'll have until November 14th at 12 midnight Eastern Time to submit all of your responses to all the challenges we've given over the last five weeks. We will select one winner at random from all the correct entries that we receive, and that winner will be awarded a four-night cruise aboard the Disney Wonder, courtesy again of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Entries must be submitted via email to podcast at wdwinfo.com. Now, for complete terms and conditions and rules, uh, you can go to podcast.wdwinfo.com and uh, find the terms and conditions for this. This is open only to U.S. residents and only to those 18 years of age or older. Now, we're going to do something a little extra this week um, to help you folks out. we uh, we have I have gone ahead and put together all the clues from the last five weeks, including this week's, and have put them all in one place. But you're going to have to hunt for them. Um, just to make it easier for you, if you don't feel like going back and looking through the shows, you can do it this way. But there's also something else attached to this: that there is a bonus question that we're going to ask. If you can find where this audio file is, the audio file is going to contain a bonus question. And that bonus question will be your extra credit in the event you get one wrong and you get this one right. This will be considered a right answer for you. So here is the clue. You are going to have to find this file, this extra credit, and the audio of all the previous challenges that we've done. You have to find it by answering this clue. Listen closely and you will be told... Of all the clues, both new and old, listen to the magic and try to hear the message hidden in yesteryear. Now, if you can figure out what that means, that will take you someplace that you will hear. You will hear the the previous clues and and the extra the extra credit bonus bonus question. So, good luck and happy hunting on that. And now we will do the final question for the Diz Unplugged Scavenger Hunt. Um, Since we're going to be in Disneyland next weekend, all of these relate in some way to Disneyland. That's all I'm going to say. Which resort did I say in a previous podcast most closely resembled being on a cruise ship? Number two, what package would you have to book in order to stay at this hotel? And name one other hotel that can be booked with that package. Number three, name the coffee shop across the street from this hotel. And four, what is the maximum gift card amount that Dreams Unlimited Travel would give you if you were to book 
that package. So again, these all relate in some way to Disneyland. That's all we're going to say. Those are your final clues. We wish you the best of luck. And remember, you have until November 14th at midnight Eastern Time to submit all of your responses to us to podcast at wdwinfo.com. And we will select one winner at random from all the correct entries we receive. And we will announce that winner on November 21st. I also need to make sure that everyone please include your contact information when you submit your answers. I need your name, address, phone number, along with all your answers uh, to the to the challenges. So best of luck, everybody. We're really looking forward to giving away this cruise. We've been excited about it for a few weeks now. I know a lot of you people are, a lot of you guys are excited as well. So uh, happy hunting, folks. And that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, just a reminder, next week we will be coming to you from Anaheim, California and Disneyland. So you have a great week, and we'll see you soon. 